What is going on, my friends? I hope you are doing well today. The team at TRE wants to say thank you so much for all the support. Thank you for joining today. This is the Real Estate Podcast, and we want you guys to do us a solid. If you don't mind, can you help us get the message out? We believe that real estate can be for anybody, and we believe there's opportunities for people to grow with us. So if you can, please share, subscribe, like, comment. Thank you for being here on our journey, and we are going to continue to add as much value as we possibly can and try to shake up the industry. Let's dive in. Brady, everybody, welcome to the Real Estate Podcast. Um, we hadn't done a podcast in a little bit as far as uh, reaching out to new people. And Brady, right out of College Station, gig them, baby. Sure. Gig went to the uh, Masters of Real Estate program at AM. And what we'd love to do is just figure out how to provide value for entrepreneurs, uh, go a little bit through your background, and then just talk real estate in general. Uh, mm-hmm. So you don't mind, maybe just introduce yourself and, and give a little bit of your background. For sure. Um, so my name is Brady Gale, and I currently am a senior analyst um, on Walker Dunlop's investment sales team here in Dallas. Um, you know, we, we focus primarily on multifamily, um, and Walker Dunlop as a whole mainly focuses on multifamily on the, the finance side and the um, investment sales side. But um, been here for about eight months now. Um, so just kind of going more into my background. Uh, grew up in College Station, um, went to a small private school there in town, and then um, started A&M in 2015. Um, initially, was just a business major. I was taking some pre-med classes as well, because I just had no idea what I wanted to do. So I was trying to keep my options open and then dropped the pre-med part and, and did the PPA program at A&M. So the, the five-year um, accounting undergrad, and you can choose your master's, but designed for people to go um, into the big four, do accounting and um, get their CPA, things like that. So, uh, did my underground accounting and master's in finance, um, through that program. Um, I interned with, um, KPMG and their deal advisory practice. So it's mainly, it's like financial due diligence. So it's like quality of earnings reports and like setting a peg for networking capital and, and private equity transactions would probably be the, the, the quickest way to describe it. Um, but after that internship, I was like, okay, I, I don't want to be an accountant. It, it, it became it became pretty clear to me, and um, had a family friend in College Station who, at the time, was mainly developing, call it like build to suit medical office type stuff, build to suit smaller office. So I just kind of started talking with him about real estate, and it pretty much immediately piqued my interest. Um, just I think there was always a part of me that wanted to maybe do investment making, but just being fully transparent. I didn't, I didn't really want to work those hours. Um, and you kind of had a lot of the same stuff when it came to like the financial modeling aspect. Um, and like, actually I felt like I would really get to use both of my degrees. Um, and I really, I think it's cheesy. I think, I think most people say it, but I, I really like the idea that, you know, real estate's super tangible. You can drive around and see it everywhere. Um, you know, being in Dallas, especially in multi, it's like, everywhere I drive, like I see all these apartments that I have to research all the time, sale comps and whatever. Um, so decided to go for real estate, um, graduated from A&M in the midst of COVID. And I mean, pretty much everyone that I was interviewing with kind of stopped hiring. Um, you know, I was in, initially trying to get into like investment sales or capital markets role. Um, so I was interviewing and or just like having conversations with a bunch of people. 
when COVID hit and they all just kind of stopped and we're like, yeah, we don't know what the next nine months look like. So I just kind of scrambled for a little bit, ended up um, through some connections, interning, I guess, for about about three months for a, for a tenant rep shop here in Dallas called Swear Engine Realty Group. Um, it was a great experience, but I quickly realized that I wanted to be more on the financial side. Um, so ended up after that, I worked for about a year at a company in Dallas called Reef Holdings, um, kind of a, a private syndicator, primarily value add. And they, I would say they focus a lot on tertiary markets. So, you know, a lot of stuff solely throughout the Sun Belt, but, you know, I think like Columbus, Georgia, they had stuff in Mobile, Alabama, um, have some stuff down in Houston now within Texas. It's mainly like um, trying to think they have a lot of stuff like down in South Texas, so Corpus, um, Edinburgh, stuff like that. So it was a great experience. I think, I think the value add space is, is super interesting. And, you know, when I think about like what I want to do with my career, if I, if I end up wanting to be back on the principal side someday, I think, you know, the value add multi-space is such a, a great place to start. Um, there's usually a, a lot of opportunity there. Um, but I was mainly on the asset management side there. And I kind of realized that I was still in the same spot that I wanted to be in college. Like I still wanted to go work for a broker. Um, you know, I think the great thing about brokerage and, and, and the job I have now is it's all about reps, which is kind of a, a buzzword in our industry, but you know, you get to being on the asset management side, you, you really only get to look at the deals that the company you work for thought were good enough to buy. Um, so you don't really get to go through the process as much of like actually evaluating deals. And um, that's pretty much all I do right now is just, you know, underwrite any deal that comes through the door um, whether it's a BOV or we're just kind of trying to give a client a quick value um, and also going to get to be like a, in an advisory role of sorts with clients. But I mean, since I've been here the past eight months, I've probably like a true deep dive underwrite for like a BOV or something like that. I mean, I probably underwritten upwards of 50 different properties. So um, getting the vast experience to see how different, un, different owners um, operate and getting to see how buyers underwrite um, it's just been a really great experience. So, um, you know, I, I really enjoyed it thus far. It's 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 challenging um, for for sure, but I feel like I definitely learn something new every day. And you know, truly, it it kind of forces me to to stay on top of things because you always have to know, okay, what are buyers underwriting at today? Because that's that's our job is to represent that. Um, so it kind of makes me keep learning no matter what. So. I love it. I feel like I kind of rambled there, but that's great. That's what it's all about. So what are some of the bigger, bigger challenges and uh, things that you maybe struggle with or trying to get better at, or just anything in general that you could point out to help people get better or, or think through things in a different way? <clears throat> yeah. I mean, so in Dallas over like the last, the last year, call it, um, before things kind of started tailing off a little bit in the past couple of months, like, I mean, the, the multifamily market was just kind of crazy. Um, and it was, you were always kind of trying to find ways to derive more value or in our role, get buyers to underwrite to higher value. So, I mean, the, the biggest thing that we've seen here is rent growth. Um, and I think average rent growth in Dallas for 2021 was like 16 or 17%, which Dallas historically has been a market where people usually just underwrite at 3% every year um, because there's so much construction and, you can't really push your your residents that hard on the rent because they're just going to go across the street to the deal that's being built and probably get in with one month free on concessions. And um, But we're not really in that situation anymore. And even as the capital market side is a little more 
a little more hairy, I guess you could say. The operation side is still really good. Like we're still seeing really good rent growth. So finding ways to to push buyers to to write that, but also to underwrite that way, but also to on our end, we have to keep up with like, okay, sure, this property might be getting 20% rent growth right now, uh, like on new leases and and renewal leases averaged out, but but what do we think buyers are actually going to underwrite? So that's one of the hardest things is, and I didn't really expect like being an analyst role. It's like, it's still really important to be, you know, talking to people on the buy side and constantly trying to better understand um, what their view of things is. Because ultimately they're the ones that drive the market. They're the ones that drive what pricing is. So if you're going to represent to your client, like, hey, this is what we think you could get on the market. Um, you've got to have a good understanding of, of where buyers are at. So you know, the big ticket items are obviously the rent growth and then property taxes and insurance are probably the, the the three things that change a lot and are also super important to the ultimate valuation you get to. Yeah. Yeah. I like to simplify things like that, you know, because mm-hmm. it can be really complex, but also it's great to simplify it to be able to look at these things quickly to understand For where sure. you're at. For sure. And that's another thing that's that's challenging about my role is especially me as a person, like I think I'm very analytical. So it's very easy for me to get very into the numbers and kind of disregard the whole, like, cause obviously no matter how good a deal might underwrite, there's going to be constraints, like certain markets, someone may not pay more than X per door because they're just, they've ne- that's never happened before in that market. They're not going to pay more than 250 a door. So kind of seeing the big picture too, and just being able to like quickly value things in your head based off sale comps or whatever it may be like, okay, this is what this could trade for, regardless of what my underwriting is. Some people just aren't going to pay X. Um, so just kind of, you, you, you really do have to understand the big picture. You can't, you can't underwrite something in a vacuum. And I think that's it's part of why you have to go through the analyst years to like know how to underwrite an asset, but also learn the big picture before you start talking to clients and just spitting out whatever you, you know, whatever you think you underwrite to. So yeah, great skill set to have. Absolutely. If that makes sense. Yeah, hundred percent. What are some some key takeaways or things that you could tell new investors or entrepreneurs that you know you really value or you found has led to your success, um, just in general? You know, I think it in real estate and like or in commercial real estate and the type of role that I'm in. So, like for for people out there who might be like wanting to get into um, a capital market type role or a principal side role in the commercial real estate space. Um, I think the two most things or the two most important things in my mind are like one, you kind of have to be willing to, to be a sponge. And I know that's like also a big buzzword, but um, it, you, you're never going to run out of things so, that you can learn. So you kind of just have to be willing to, and um, you always have to be curious. Like you're going to run into things daily that, that you don't understand. Um every owner is going to operate things differently. And so anything you see that you're not, you're, you're not sure what, what it means or what it is. Like, I think it's very important to ask and um, just always strive to be learning. And then secondly, I just, you, you can't really be afraid to, to work hard. Like I think, you know, people who people want to go into real estate, but, but don't, but you know, want to only work 40 hour weeks, it, it's, it's probably just not going to happen, especially, especially if you're an analyst like me. Um, you know, the industry moves fast. And um, if you're on the, if you're on the more the services side, like we are, like you've got to work at your client's schedule. So, um, you know, you got to, you got to be willing to, to sometimes, sometimes put in longer hours or whatever it may be, but not even on an, on an hours basis. I just think you have to be willing to, to work hard and, 
and put in the time it takes to like you know keep your your skills sharp if that makes sense yeah um you know like right now when, when things might be slower in the market for example it's it's pretty easy to just want to like okay well like if you're on buy side it's like i'm not going to buy anything so i'm just going to go to the beach all summer if you're on our side it's like okay not a ton of people are selling right now so why are we even working but you know these are the times when you you know like our company on a broader scale like you know me and the other analysts and other offices like looking into our models and okay like how can we improve these to to better represent um what's going on in the world today or what type of um deliverables or information we put together for our clients to like educate them um you know and i think times like this are also a great opportunity being a broker or just being on the services side to stay in front of your clients and be an advisor to them because they may not need a broker right now they may not be willing to sell um right now but they definitely are going to listen to you if you if you just call them and tell them what your opinion is on the market for for an hour you know what i mean so um just being willing to create points of contact create ways to get in front of your clients um and just and just be an advisor to them um, as opposed to just kind of sitting back and waiting and seeing what happens, if that makes sense. Absolutely, man. I think that's great advice. Yeah. We try to, um, help people be entrepreneurs here. We're in Austin and mm -hmm. the whole concept is, uh, you know, try to look at deals creative and not just as mm -hmm. an agent, but stuff you're saying, like giving advice or thinking through the market, um, mm -hmm. to be able to be buying it yourself or just to be a resource for people will typically play out well in the long run. If you're just consistent and you're around. Exactly. And that's, I, I feel very lucky to, to be on a team um, here at Walker and Dunlop where um, I think that's the thing that my boss cares most about is just like, I mean, all of his, all of our clients are his friends and he, he cares about them and, you know, wants to stay in front of them. And I think you can just see throughout his career, you know, it, it pays dividends to, to care about relationships first. And I think that goes for people in real estate, both on the brokerage side and on the ownership side, like um, relationships are always, are always going to pay off. So. And this is these type of mark these type of markets are, are when you're gonna when you're gonna really create and, and cement those if that makes sense. Yeah, this is when people can go out and make a difference and go get market share and uh, new ideas emerge and all that. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, yeah, man, I appreciate everything. Uh, last question I have is is uh, ways that maybe we or our listeners can add value for you or get connected with you. Uh, love to help you out any way we possibly can. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I was just kind of like looking into to y'all's company um, and it, correct me if I'm wrong, um, but y'all, y'all kind of do like, at least with Tifki Real Estate, it's a lot of like land brokerage type stuff. Is that correct? Yeah, we do. We're very entrepreneurial. Um, mm -hmm. We teach people how to get more and build their net worth and mm -hmm. build their own brand, build their own team, like get everything you can out of real estate for yourself. Uh, mm -hmm. Commissions for us is a tool. But mm -hmm. really, we're trying to help people to to invest and to own and create generational wealth. Mm -hmm. No, I mean that makes sense. Well, I mean if you if you got anyone looking to to to, to buy in Dallas, um, to buy multifamily in Dallas, feel free to feel free to connect them with me. Um, you know, being an analyst, I guess my role is not exactly to to serve as a broker, um, but that's you know I'm lucky to be on a team where where our boss encourages us to be entrepreneurial and things like that. So. Um, you know, happy, happy to talk with anyone who's looking to, looking to buy property in Dallas, um, or just kind of wants an opinion on the Dallas market. I'm happy to, happy to talk with them or connect with anyone on my, anyone on my team that I think would be beneficial for them. So, um, however I can be a resource for y'all, you just, just feel free to let me know. Okay. And what would be the best way for people to get a hold of you? 
Um, yeah, they can just shoot me an email. Uh, my email is bgale, that's G-A-Y-L-E, um, at walkerdunlop.com. Cool. I love Probably it. the easiest way. I'm on it all day, so I'll, I'll see it come through. Come on, man. Keep hustling. Uh, excited to see how things shake out for you over the course of your career, and we're here to be a resource, and hope you guys that tuned in have a great day as well. Reach out to Brady for Multifamily in Dallas. And keep getting after it, baby. Thank you guys so much. Make sure you uh, like, comment, share with your friends, subscribe. We're here to be a resource. Peace.